0: fifth line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone? And welcome to this very special edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy.
1: And I'm Laura. And like Jeremy said, this is a very special live reaction episode um of some very important columbus blue jackets news
0: but laura before we get to that news i want to let you know that the second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game this is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day of the basketball playoffs offering players a free shot at up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes That's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools pages to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Laura, what a day it has been for the Columbus Blue Jackets for us. How are you feeling today, friend?
1: Today's been a big day. Uh, We will uh, get on to the the major Columbus Blue Jackets news, but for us, today is the first day that we have – officially been a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, Um, as you can see from our very fancy setup here. We are incredibly excited to be a part of this network um, and get to know our fellow podcasters, as well as continue to bring all of you some incredible content um, and hopefully bring along some more Columbus Blue Jackets fans, um, which speaking of, we just got a new head coach.
0: That we did. Um, And before we get to the head coach, I do want to just say, yes, Laura, your point about our our fellow podcasters here on the Hockey Podcast Network. They've been nothing but great to us uh, today. Um, So we appreciate all of that love and support as we announced our joining the network. So, yes, Brad Larson is the eighth coach in Columbus Blue Jackets franchise history. He is taking over for John Tortorella. Uh, who previously was the longest tenured head coach in Blue Jackets history. So uh, big shoes to fill. And a lot of folks don't know if you'll fill them. A lot of folks are feeling a little bit anxious here on Twitter, uh, Facebook, you name it. So Laura, what was your initial reaction when the Blue Jackets named uh, Brad Larson, the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets?
1: Well, my initial reaction was panic, but not because of the announcement of Brad Larson Uh, it was panic because I kid all of you not, Jeremy and I hit stop on a very special episode that we're dropping tomorrow. I opened my phone and the notification was the Columbus Blue Jackets have named a new head coach. Um, So this live episode was not initially planned for today, Um, but we are very excited to be here. Um, But no, there was a, a moment of panic because you know, being in this uh, sort of rhythm now with the podcast, you want to get out the most recent content that you can. Um, and we had to hustle. So here we are. Um, I will say that I am not as emotive about this decision as the social media world is. Um, things are getting a little heated on um, all the fronts. I have not checked any of the Blue Jackets Facebook pages as they tend to be the most chaotic. Um, I'm a little bit afraid of them.
0: Yeah, um, don't go look.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to save myself from that. But you know, lots of opinions, lots of feelings. Um, some warranted, some not, some way out of proportion, some rational, um, it's a little all over the board. I can honestly say that I am. Kind of like just mid-level about this decision, like I don't want to say I'm disappointed, I'm not, this seems like a pretty logical decision based on not only our past season, this past season, but everything that has transpired in the last month and a half since our season ended. we're in a rebuild y'all um so the team the ownership is not necessarily in my opinion anyway looking to spend a lot of money on a coach or you know you know a big name coach that wants to go through a rebuild with a team and um that's unfortunate the rebuild's gonna be tough on all of us but Brad Larson has a history here. He has a history with the players. He's beloved by most of the players that have played for him. We'll talk about one that may not be playing for him uh, based on previous history. But yeah, I'm just sort of, I'm middle of the road right now. I want to remain positive because I love my blue jackets, um, but I'm definitely not going to go off the rails. How about you?
0: Well, I just have to say that me being the producer of this podcast gives me way too much power and being able to add any quote that you say during any of your moments and being able to put it on a ticker is pretty much going to be my favorite part of doing these live streams. So, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I think obviously, you know, folks listen to our uh, episode where we discuss the potential Blue Jackets head coaches we both kind of glazed over Brad Larson because there really wasn't much to say um, because he hasn't been a head coach in the NHL. He's had success at the AHL level. So we didn't really talk much about it. And maybe that was perceived as us not having any interest in Brad Larson. And quite frankly, like before thinking it through over the last couple of days, I I can't say that I did, but now that I sit here and I think about where this team is, where this team is going to go. I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily a hire from the Blue Jackets in the sense that Brad Larson was their number one guy, but I think you know Gerard Gallant just won a world championship with Canada in Latvia, and so he's probably—I mean—he's used to winning. He wants to win. I, you know, the last couple of you know head coaching jobs he's had, he's been successful in, and so this is going to be a tough couple of years it's highly possible that we hired Brad Larson because other coaches weren't going to take the job. Uh, You know, a few weeks ago, everybody saw that Rick Tockett was interviewing uh, to be the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets and Twitter blew up in a rage then. And so would, would people feel better if we would have hired him? That's like where I'm kind of confused about the reaction. Uh, You know, I don't know that I would agree that Rick Tockett would have been better to be hired by the Columbus blue jackets than Brad Larson. So, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And it's going to be okay. Um, you know, friend of the part. Oh, friend of the pod, <laughs> Mark Shag, um, you know, saying today, you know, it's going to be okay. Like it's going to be fine. Um, and, and I, I agree with him. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, you know, when we release our episode tomorrow, um, you'll hear our special guest, it was funny that we even asked this question <laughs> because uh, little did we know that as we were talking to them, they the Blue Jackets were announcing Brad Larson, but we asked them you know, what their thoughts were on Brad Larson as Twitter was beginning to react to Aaron Portsline's initial story of the potential of him being hired, and quite honestly, like had nothing but amazing things to say about Brad Larson, so you'll want to check that out tomorrow. But I feel okay. I feel okay, but saying calm down... I know doesn't work at a time like this. So I'm trying to find the right words to say to my fellow Blue Jackets fans. Are you having some technical difficulties unmuting? Amazing. That's fine. We'll keep walking through it. Um, Let me see. What's going on, friend? Hold on, let me remove you. I'll, I'll remove you. It'll be a little bit of a moment for me. Are you ready? Ready? Moment for me. And Laura's back. Can you try it now? Hmm.
1: got it amazing
0: welcome back my friend
1: no idea what was happening um it was going so well too um (laughs) no i think in the myriad of things and the things that are still to come for this team over this off season ironically enough this probably isn't the decision that one should go off the handle or off the rails for um i mean we're dealing with the fact that we're 99 positive going to trade seth jones before the draft so only a few more weeks till then um with the signing of brad larson comes into question patrick linea's future um <laughs> on this team even more than it was already in question um because brad larson is uh the reason why um, Patrick Line was so uh, monumentally benched early on in the season. And so who knows how that relationship has either repaired itself or disintegrated even further. Uh, or if, you know, management is even going to keep Patrick around as he is a very highly paid player and money's gonna be interesting for a while for the team so what I am interested about is the rumor not really rumor but like the the noise going around that the, um, the veterans that are staying, that are currently staying around in the locker room have supported the decision to have Brad Larson take over as head coach and for me as you all know if you've ever listened to the podcast before I'm the feeler I love emotions Um, And if that is true, to know that the veteran guys that, you know, have been loyal to this franchise and to this organization are standing there going, we will play for Brad Larson. Like, we will play, we will do what we need to do. Um, That's encouraging. So hopefully that is true. I'm sure we will see um, after the press conference, um, you know, Players starting to make statements. I saw Nathan Gerby made a statement um, right before we started this um, this live. So players' comments are going to start coming out. So that's where we're really going to watch because ultimately that's who is playing for Brad Larson. So, you know, if, and we need to rally behind them as fans of this team if that's
0: the case. Yeah, without a doubt. I want to bump back to your finish comment about Patrick Line, and all those folks and shout out, this Did is I talk about your move? With... No, you didn't, but I, I started to. Um, this is me playing with a new feature. We've got a Facebook comment coming in, and it's from my dad. Look at him riding the Zamboni at Nationwide Arena. You can see his little Facebook profile picture. Um, asking me why we aren't drinking long drinks. Why am I not drinking a long drink? Well, for one, long drinks aren't more expensive than White Claws, so that's part of it. Two, I will drink however many long drinks – long drink wants me to drink if they care to sponsor the podcast uh <laughs> anyway um it probably would have been smart also, to drink one, though.
1: shout out to jeremy's dad hi randy yes <laughs> sir,
0: absolutely um oh my gosh yeah that just totally threw me off though oh in terms of yeah the nathan gerby thing was funny to me like it just shows like how long nathan gerby has um you know been a staple in in pro hockey because he played with brad larson so um yeah it's fascinating and uh, i see a comment here i'm going to show it up on here as well um so this is a good question like do you think that this was a penny pinching move or more of trying to keep a familiar face around i think i think the answer to that question can be both like i think that that can can be the reality of this situation um you know obviously the blue jackets have never really been in the position to um, you know, spend a lot of money on a head coach. Even with John Tortorella, he was not making outstanding money as the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So being a smaller market team, I just don't know that that's like in the cards for the team. But I think the familiar face point is interesting and important too because – if Brad Larson has been working with a lot of the younger guys who have come through the organization, um, not only this year with a lot of the folks who played after the trade deadline, but also last year, I mean, keep in mind, this team played a ton of young guys last year when we were the Columbus broken jackets. So um, he has experience. You're right. We were
1: the Columbus blue monsters.
0: Okay. Yeah. You can, whatever you want, let us know in the comments. Um, so uh, So yeah, I I think that that's important. I think it's also important to consider that he was a pretty successful head coach in the AHL um, coaching with Springfield. He coached both Boone Jenner and Cam Atkinson at that level as a head coach. Um, Jared Bednar was the head coach who is now the head coach of the um, Colorado Avalanche. I don't know um, if you've heard of them. They're okay. They're a pretty good team. Uh, He was an assistant coach under um, Brad Larson. And so I think, I think, the familiar face point is important, um, but also I'm wondering, um, you know, to what extent you do spend a lot of money knowing that you're about to go into a rebuild. Um, it's kind of like what we talked about with the players. We talked about why spend you know millions and millions of dollars re-signing somebody like Patrick Line if you know that you're not going to be you're not going to be good. And not to say that that's a waste of money because Patrick Line will put butts in seats. But yeah, I. I just ran away with that question. Let me throw it over to you, Laura. What were your thoughts on this? I'll throw it back up just to to familiarize you with it.
1: And just so everyone knows, we're clearly just as chatty in a live episode as we are in the recorded ones.
0: I'm nervous Um, about it being worse, especially because people can interact with us. Like I'm worried about it being worse.
1: That's true. But uh, no, I feel similarly. I think it is a little bit of both. Um, Like I said earlier with going into a reload or a rebuild you know, money is a, huge, is a huge factor and moving money around over the course of these next few seasons in order to accomplish that rebuild is going to be really important. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to undervalue Brad Larson either, but I think, and, you know, oh, to be a fly on the wall in these coaches interviews that they've been having, you know, you got to think about what they were asking the coaches to present to them and I have a feeling they were asking who could best get us through a rebuild. And, you know, much like I've said in our previous, or past few previous episodes about veteran players being in the locker room, it's not a bad thing to have a veteran face behind your bench, you know, to, he's only signed for three years. So if you look at the timeline of what we've all been predicting, typically takes about three years to go through a rebuild. At least that's what they're projecting for the Blue Jackets. You know, that's a familiar face to get some of these players through that rough patch, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I know everyone wants to throw out the, well, look at our PK, look at our power play. Totally get it. I'm not necessarily not on your side on that. But when you're looking at what everyone was presenting – Ownership, Yarmo, JD, everyone had to make the decision for this multi-million-dollar business who was gonna bring the best plan. So, and you know, part of me as a loyalist wants to be like, clearly they thought Brad Larson was bringing the best plan. So it's a little bit of both for me.
0: Yeah, and I do wanna just shout out this comment too. If you listen to the podcast, you're gonna be familiar with this name. Shout out to Steven! Steven. the Columbus feeling blue jackets. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's I a like fair, that that's a fair, fair way to describe it. Um, yeah. I think ultimately there's so much that is predicated on this move, right? Like we talk about, and you alluded to it, the whole Patrick Liney situation, like knowing what happened between Brad Larson and Patrick Liney earlier in the season. Um which I feel like in a normal year probably would have been like one of the more dramatic things to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. That was just a
1: drop in the bucket
0: early yeah, on. Not even top five. <laughs> would you say top five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Near. Nowhere near. And so it is without a doubt a storyline this summer, because if there really isn't a relationship there, you know, a lot of folks have said that a lot of, Patrick Liney's decision to stick around with the Columbus blue jackets was going to be dependent on if Torrella stayed or went he went, but then he gets replaced with somebody that people think he has a worse relationship, maybe not a worse relationship, but like we can point to a specific instance of a disagreement between the two. But I think that this is the thing in sports and and this is the thing in life that we sometimes forget. And, and we try to remain like a people first podcast always. Um, <laughs> yes, this is, Yep. Yeah, correct. It's going to be. It'll be a good time. Um but like I've had plenty of disagreements with people that I really care about and I have a really great relationship with. I just am lucky enough to work in a profession and you know have friendships that are not public and and don't have like a microscope over them at all times and so we don't maybe they maybe they vibe. Maybe they're best friends. Like maybe Lars is on his way to Finland right now. Um, so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with those two. But also like, and I'd be interested to to reflect on some folks in the comments uh, thoughts on this as well. Do you want to keep Patrick Line for a rebuild or do you want to trade him for, for pieces and parts because you're going to get them like one bad season is not going to diminish the value of Patrick Line, a uh, where you might have been able to, add in an additional third round pick, like maybe you can't now, but you're going to get picks and prospects for Patrick line. And they're going to be good picks and prospects. And quite frankly, a team can probably justify underpaying him as an RFA this year based on his performance and being able to underpay somebody is actually going to be a big and hot commodity for teams as they're up against this flat cap. And so I, I don't know. I, I have been a Patrick line apologist since the day he was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know. But I don't I don't know. I don't know what the value is in keeping him. And I wish I I wish I could find it because I want the Blue Jackets to have a player like that. Um and and maybe I agree with this comment a lot too. Um, I just want to see a normal year. I want to see like him as Patrick Line and maybe a one year deal is something he agrees to to see how, how things work here in Columbus, but but who knows.
1: Well, and even as the um, Patrick a you know, face opposite of apologists, apologist, instigator, <laughs> um, devil's advocate, um, you know, I, I agree fully with that comment that I would like to see Patrick in a normal year. I want to see him in a full training camp with, you know, preseason games, 82-game season, like, I, it's not like I haven't seen the videos, y'all. I saw what he did in Winnipeg. So, like, I, I'm I completely open to hanging on to Patrick Laine for a, a, a year to see. And then if he does well and he's even happier here and we're looking better, let's keep him. Because he's definitely a player that you can rebuild a team around. So, that is, you know, completely fine with me. But, yeah, I 100% agree with that comment you know, if we can, let's keep him and see what happens. And hopefully, you know, for the best. Um, But one of the other aspects that I think will be, I've obviously never gone through a coaching change, never done any of this, but I have seen for those who aren't jumping ship of the Blue Jackets after this decision, you know, really standing up for Larson and saying, if we're going to do this to him and he's going to take this on, we need to bring in people that are going to support him and are going to be solid anchors to whatever coaching program he's going to bring in. So I'm hopeful that they are, are, you know, ready and willing to help him build up his coaching staff Um, because, you know, with Shawzy gone and obviously Torts and, you know, we've got Manny, our goalie coach, and a couple of other people hanging around, but we're going to be bringing in some other major pieces um, as we, we build this next season around Bry Larson.
0: Yeah. And I actually, so the Blue Jackets are keeping around Kenny McCutton, who is the skills coach. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to, um, to John Davidson, he was on a, um, he's on a podcast with John Shannon and someone else. I'm going to, I'll figure it out. Like uh, after I'm done with this comment and I'll, I'll let you all know so you can go watch it because you should, like, I really enjoyed hearing JD's comments on the coaching search and, and all of that kind of deal. But Uh, So Kenny McCutton's staying around. He's like more of the skills coach guy. Um, And then beat me to the punch. You're like your comments. You're invited to every live stream. Um, So uh, Jared Bull is still around. And if, in my opinion, like I, I see a world where Brad Larson is your head coach and your two um, assistant captains or not assistant captains, assistant coaches, on the bench with him are, are Jared Bull and Kenny McCutton. Like, I, that's interesting to me. I don't know if that ends up being, uh, you know, what happens. But if it is, it's not something I'm opposed to. I think every one of us could speak for how excited we would be to see Jared Bull, um, you know, behind the Blue Jackets bench again, but this time in a different role. Uh, Laura, I'm so disappointed that you didn't get to, like, witness Columbus Blue Jackets Jared Bull. Did you? No, you didn't.
1: No, he was gone by the time I, but I mean, he is in Columbus. So I think that points to good signs. He is um, working at Cam's Hockey Academy uh, this summer, um, the Battery Hockey Club. So, um, you know, that's a good sign if he's sticking around Columbus. And, you know, obviously now that they've announced um, Lars, like I'm sure that they are immediately taking the steps to start looking for his his counterparts, but I've, I've learned a lot about Jared bowl. So I'm excited. Um, I think it also, he did stand behind the bench with torts um, on the last game. So yeah. I think there's a lot of faith there and he has a great relationship with Columbus fans really re you know, react to him and um, you know, appreciate him. So I'm on board. Like, let's see what happens. Let's do this dance.
0: Girl. Is it a tango? <laughs> it's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it right now? It's a mosh pit. So <laughs> honestly, I could deal with the slow dance from the Columbus blue jackets this upcoming year. Um, so everybody, it, baby.
1: I don't know why you think that. I <laughs> <What'd you> said, <laughs> so we're not getting that. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I bet we will. I like, think it's going to be a lot calmer of a year, but I'm also comparing that to the absolute atrocity that was this year. Um, just so everybody knows, if you want to go check out that episode with John Davidson, it's the Bob McCown podcast. It's episode one sixty two. So definitely go check that out. It's a it's a really good one. Uh, so this question comes from Steven, our good friend, friend of the pod. Will Larson keep the goalie tandem going this coming season? I listen. We're bringing in Larson. It's it's his show. This that's not his call. I don't think. I think, and it's going to be a. I think that's already a done deal. But what I do think this does, and I'm going to hate saying this out loud, it we are now in a position, I think, ew, I don't even want to speak this into the world, where you have to take the deal that is going to give you the best return for a goaltender this summer. Oh, we're going to be on opposite fronts, aren't we? No, 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 because I want Elvis Merzlikens to stay. Like That's what oh. I want. I'm just, I'm afraid <laughs> that that's not the way they're going to go. And if that happens, I, we will not be on Twitter for a week. Like, I'm not going to, I won't subject myself to that kind of torture because that's going to be a scary place. And, and I can't say that I disagree with that. Like Elvis has to stick around for nothing more than the marketing for the morale. Uh, I worry about it for his mental health because we saw how losing did him in last year. And if, if things are going the way they're going, there's, gonna be a fair amount of that coming this year so so yeah i i don't know it makes me so nervous though like what if okay if you had to like bet money on it right now put your feel i i know this is a lot to ask right now laura put your feelings to the side Mm. they're gonna get rid of him right
1: see i don't think so and I'm okay. This is not a a feelings-based thing. This is a, for those who aren't familiar, I have a background in marketing and public relations, and there has been a lot, a lot of chatter about the desperate need for this team to better market and promote itself. And no one is more marketable. And you're talking to like Cam Atkinson's number one fan right here. Like, there is no one on this team more marketable than Elvis Merz Lincolns. So if you're going to listen to your fans, if you're going to listen to hockey analytical people and, you know, broadcasters, the Columbus Blue Jackets have a major marketing and promotions issue, and you need those pieces, and you need a piece that wants to be here, and Elvis wants to be here. Like, that's not hard to see so is it going to maybe be a couple tough years for elvis absolutely but he's also going to be a new dad so that changes your perspective as a player you can listen to a hundred different player interviews that after they became dads it changes their perspective on the game Um, cam is a really really good example of that he did an interview right after declan was born Um, that season and everything changed for him. So that's going to be a big thing for Elvis too. But from a non-emotional standpoint, I cross my heart. I swear that's what this is coming from. I think that the best option is to keep Elvis and use him to better promote the team as they rebuild.
0: I agree. And I, and I guess I hadn't thought of it like from, from the business operations perspective, where if this team thinks they can market Elvis, then they're going to, uh, and that hire me, I really will help
1: paycheck.
0: you. <laughs> Come on, you you know about paycheck. I, I, could you still do the podcast if you got hired by the team? I don't know. Um, also, this is easily one of my favorite beers. It makes this makes me want to go to the brew dog hotel in a way that I can't describe. Should we do that? Should we record a podcast from the brewdog hotel, like a live stream? I think yes. so. I think so. Um yeah, man, it is just there's so much. We're gonna have so much to talk about in this space over the course of the next few months, and um, it's gonna hurt. I think I'm gonna be in pain.
1: But we're gonna be in it together, and with our listeners,
0: for sure. I I realize that like when we drink on the podcast, I can just like mute and like belch real quick. I can't do that on this because I'm like I'm like. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. Show.
1: Like, Obviously, I can't mute myself again
0: because I think something's broken. Um, yeah, please so. don't do that. Can we just hold on? I would like to say, and I don't know if she's here, but if she is, hello. Um, we tried to do a live stream a couple of days before we started talking with the hockey podcast network about joining. Uh, and then I learned about like this incredible platform that is so much easier and so much more intuitive and i feel like i actually have some control if you caught us doing that live stream the other day i am so sorry like that was so bad it was um, terrible laura this is run. awesome yeah this is oh, great man. this is really great um yes thank you 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 can be a guest on the show anytime like anytime um and then, hold on, wait, this is my cousin. What's up, Dylan? Yes, Hi, you can Dylan. join in, and you can be a part of the live studio audience when we when we record. Um, I just, the idea of having a shower beer cooler, like a refrigerator in your shower, is just so <laughs> badass. Okay, so let's start a list of all of the places that need to sponsor us. We need to try a better job. We need to try to be better at not having that list be full of Alcohol providers, because that might be indicative of, of where we're at. Because <laughs> like, we've got long drink, we've got, um, we've got Brewdog. We're speaking this into existence, Whistling Keg. Like we've got like all these places that we're like, come be our friends. <laughs> like, but the one truly really. the one place we do have, and the one thing we have, will always be pizza and our friends at Romeo's Pizza. So shout out to them. We love you so much. So awesome. And we're
1: gonna be doing so much more with Romeos as this off season picks up and the new season starts. We're so excited to bring lots of free pizza uh to our listeners and um <clears throat> building upon that relationship with Romeos. If you don't follow them on Twitter and Instagram, you're really missing out. Um They are awesome, and they're a huge support of the Columbus hockey community, as well as young um, and -and up-and-coming artists in the Columbus community. And they're Mm -hmm. just doing lots of good things for the city that we love. So follow Romeo's Pizza. You're going to be hearing a lot about them as we uh, continue to grow this little, uh, little venture of ours.
0: Katie, you and me both. You and me both. Pizza is absolutely in my Girl's love language names. as well. We'll have to get it sometime, Kate. If you can, if you can't tell, Katie, Dylan, same photo. Amazing, adorable couple. Um, Fun
1: fact: Jeremy and I used to have a game night pizza for a not-to-be-mentioned pizza company that we would order when we uh, were upset oh, with ourselves.
0: Yeah, that sounds. Wait, maybe we. Hey, hear me out. Maybe we try to. Uh, recreate that pizza with our friends at romeo's Ooh, i like it that su- idea call it this subjectively speaking like something hold on wait anna are it. you
1: listening i am
0: <laughs> which speaking of yes their marketing team is incredible um i won't like reveal the dot like wizard behind like wizard of oz like who's behind the curtain um and give you all the details of this individual but this person is so iconic and sh- and uh, I just gendered her. Um, I sent her great. name loud, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, let's let's try to do that. Hold on, I will text her literally right now. <laughs> and be like, hey, girl. <laughs> um, because what was it? It was, this is turning into a shit shit show podcast, which I love when they do we'll that. We'll wrap they it up shortly.
1: But <laughs> people might be interested. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. barbecue sauce.
0: Mm-hmm. A little bit of drizzle, yeah. Chi-
1: yeah, barbecue sauce, grilled chicken, um, jalapenos, red onions, and tomatoes?
0: That sounds right. Yeah.
1: And lots of cheese and it was fire literally and figuratively um but that used to be our sad sad game pizza as well as you've all accompanied us if you listen to the show on our we're sad taco bell trips on the way home from a game i
0: forgot about that episode
1: we're a fun time everyone if you haven't if you haven't noticed um But in all seriousness, we've gotten completely off the coaching conversation. Um, You know, we are hoping that, you know, as things roll out over the next couple of days, maybe some feelings calm down a little bit and some more positivity. Um, Because as I said to our special guest today um, in our um, uh, interview, we're blue jackets through and through. Uh, Jeremy and I both have them tattooed on our body in some way, shape or form can't really see mine. Um, but you know, it's, it's gonna be some rough waters, but the fifth line is awesome. And we're in this all together and who better to be in this situation with than all of you. So, you know, fingers crossed, wishing the best of luck to Lars and seeing how this thing gets put together over the next couple of months, but without a doubt,
0: and we'll leave you on this because I agree. Let's get away from the dump and chase. Let's just like figure out a way to enter the zone without having to throw the puck down and, and hope and pray that we can establish a good enough forecheck to get the puck back. Uh, so fingers crossed on that. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, thank y'all for tuning into this live edition of Subjectively Speaking. We've got a lot more of these coming. Uh, If you enjoyed them, let us know. Let us know what you want us to include in these, and we will uh, definitely try to make those happen. We also plan on uploading all of our live episodes onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. So uh, if you miss one and you want to tune in, do that. I I believe it'll save to places like Facebook. Uh, So if you don't like our Facebook page, it's just Subjectively Speaking. Um, And then you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SubjectivelyPod. But until we get the chance to connect with y'all next time, we are so glad to be on this journey. Again, a super shout out to our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network, to our friends at DraftKings for making this all possible. And we will talk to y'all next time. Bye.